0: Hey guys, it's Eris. I'm cutting in here before the episode starts to offer an apology. When we were recording this episode, we were having a technical difficulty that we didn't realize we were having until we were done recording it. So the sound quality is a bit off. Um, It's still listenable, but it's definitely very mechanical sounding. So I do apologize for that. Um, Anyway, thanks for sticking with us and on
1: with the show. As the myth turns, because mythology is the greatest soap opera
0: of all time.
1: With your cultural interns, Eris and Z interns,
0: because we're not professionals and we're not getting paid. Hey guys, I'm Eris and I'm Z, and today we're bringing you another episode. This time we're talking about uh, the summer solstice. Doo doo and what is the summer solstice you ask which you don't ask because I think a lot of people if you're listening to this you probably already know but uh, it is the longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere it is coming up soon June 21st Um, it is December 22nd in the southern hemisphere Yep. Um, it is officially like since it like like we were talking about in the winter solstice if you've listened to that episode um, it is an astronomical event in the terms of like it's How the planet is situated with the sun vis-a-vis the solar system. Yeah. And um, it is for the summer solstice. It's when the sun is directly over the Tropic of Cancer. uh, 23.5 degrees north latitude. I can read a map. (laughs) I I wrote that down. I found it. It was written out for me. (laughs) Something, 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 something. But yeah, summer solstice, a.k.a. midsummer. Basically, it's
1: when Earth's poles are at its... uh, maximum tilt towards the sun essentially where the the north pole is tilted closest to the sun that it'll ever rotate in the year yeah and so it gets the most sun which is the longest day yeah
0: although there's a longest day technically speaking in earth's history yes so the day has not always been 24 hours 4.5 billion years ago a day was only six hours long on average. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. And then um, 350 million years ago, it was 23 hours long. So slowly, been yeah. getting longer and longer. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, okay,
0: but in true, that's what she said fashion. There was literally a longest day of the year in Earth's history it was in 1912. Alright. So because of tidal friction, that's why the Earth is slowing down, but other things can affect tidal friction and then tides in general and like I'm not a geologist or meteorologist or any of this so uh, you you can look it up but here's what I've gotten and I will try to not butcher the information as much as I can but basically different earth events earthquakes volcanoes things like that can actually speed up or slow down the rotation of the earth and so scientists have calculated that the longest day In his, in our history thus far has been in 1912 based on their. The geological events and stuff. The polar ice caps melting is actually speeding up rotation. So weirdly enough, as the days are slowing down, the climate change is kind of making it speed back up. So I don't know how I feel about that. But time is not a flat circle. I, time, time is not a fixed point. It hurts me. I've literally had at least two nightmares now about this since recording or since researching this, and this hurts me.
1: <laughs> so I hate that climate change is the thing that's happening but also if i my day was only six hours long and, and i only had to work like four of them that'd be fabulous okay but climate change is speeding up the rotation so longer like, days i can yeah. work more no yeah
0: yeah ah. so like it's like it's climate change is making the day shorter I'm man the colder it is the longer it is because of the tidal, tidal friction. But I the more water there is, or something like that. But like the more water there is, it actually makes it faster uh, because the, basically the tides are making it actually spin faster. So the more that it freezes, the more that it slows down because it doesn't like spin as fast. Something I am not. I'm not a meteorologist or an astronomer or anything like that. I looked this up on, like, many pages of Google, which brought me to blogs, which brought me to journal entries and stuff like that, and this is the best I can translate it, because I'm not a
1: scientist. (laughs) I'm just an intern. I dig. I dig. So, yeah. Yeah. Aside from all of the, the science wordage and junk, summer solstice has always been used to, like organized calendars and as like a sign of when to like plant and harvest certain crops and stuff
0: Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is
1: easier for me to understand than science and shit Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah since i mean we live here on this planet of earth and there are 365 days in a year so you can see how it's incremental kind of feeling of time so even though yes now that we have, like, sensitive enough gadgets that we can, like, track this kind of stuff on how long, really how long it takes for uh, the Earth to make a rotation, for the most part, like, you can still absolutely use it to time it as a calendar system. Because you're like, yeah. okay, well, it's definitely hotter and longer
1: now, like, guess it's time to plant this type of crop, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: That kind of thing. Well,
1: like, so, yeah. like Stonehenge still works. Yeah. And it was made in 2500 BCE. Yeah. So... Yeah. Like, Stonehenge isn't really a clock. Stonehenge is just like when it's exactly this angle, like shit happens. These, these rocks line up and shit, yeah. shadows and whatnot. It's just
0: like it takes longer to get to where that angle works.
1: Yeah. Also, fun little little fact: uh, in the Arctic Circle, on the summer solstice, uh, they experience twenty-four hours of sunlight. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I forgot to look that up, but yeah. I knew that's a thing. Because like, because I guess because of the way that it's tilted, like it doesn't matter which side it's on the yeah. sun it's so tilted the sun is casting light on all of it because we were actually talking about this in the winter solstice
0: where the inverse is true like up in yeah. Norway like closer you get to the arctic circle um the sun never actually rises like they get a little bit of light and then it comes back down yeah essentially and like like think of like the curve of a rainbow <laughs> just like <beep>. yeah <laughs> you just get a little bit of it so, yeah, the inverse is just the tip. Uh, is, well, you know, I'm just going to say that's a really good saying. <laughs> Into how we celebrate the summer solstice. <laughs> a lot of, we, we bang a lot on the summer solstice, I guess. Just,
1: just historically and globally, we bang a lot. <laughs> In Gaul, which is used to be what is now France and like some of the neighboring areas and stuff, uh, they used to have what was called the Feast of Apana. And I think, I think that's how you say it but I'm not positive it's E-P-O-N-A and I only
0: said Epona but that yeah, was be. only because um, that's the horse's name in Legend of Zelda that's probably what it is then I'm, I'm gonna be honest um, um, I,
1: don't, I don't know so she's she's a mare goddess mm-hmm. um, so she's like the goddess of like fertility and horses but also like donkeys and mules kind of mm-hmm. all along the side okay so um, it's like horse and horse adjacent yeah she's a horse girl <laughs> right? um, she she's an <laughs> horse girl yeah She was originally a Celtic deity, but she became so popular that they, like, adopted her in um, Gaul and, like, in Rome, too. Okay. And, uh, like, she was actually the only goddess that Rome, like, Celtic goddess that Rome adopted, like, or Celtic divinity. Okay, that's super neat. Yeah. She is, like, the ultimate horse girl. Yeah. She's so popular, other people adopted her. Yes. But, yeah, so, so, you know, doing the bang-bang and stuff. She's the goddess of of fertility. She is actually still kind of in our history now, today. Okay. Um, There's an island in Michigan, which I've been to, and it's super beautiful. If you get the chance, you should absolutely go see it. It's called Mackinac Island. It's Mm. spelled like Mackinac. (laughs) <laughs> and they don't, other than like fire engines, they don't allow any kind of motorized vehicles on the island. It's just horses. And so, like, huh. on like the winter solstice or midsummer or whatever, like on Mackinac Island, like a priest comes out and like blesses the horses there. Cause that's like the mode of transportation on that island. Whoa.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, okay, and that's not even like a fake like radio. Whoa. Like, I'm <laughs> legit blown away by this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to visit there. Let's go. How much it cost? I've got like twenty eight cents in my purse. I'm to get us there. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. I'm so broke, guys. <laughs> no, but that is that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know how to ride a horse. I don't know why that's just distressing me right now, but it really is.
1: <laughs> I I have ridden a horse. Um, it is difficult. Mm. Okay, there's. A lot of, like, hip usage. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, maybe a balancing kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. Words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. As long as you don't die. But, like, Christopher Reeves, right, is the one who was in, like, a commercial or something. He was supposed to be riding a horse. I think it was his own personal horse. Yeah. He was just riding I a mean, like, horse. I mean, like, he, like, wasn't wearing a helmet or something. I don't remember. And he fell into the set. I never see cowboys it. wear helmets. They always wore cowboy hats. Yeah, but what you don't know is that those are just helmets shaped like cowboy hats. <gasps> da da
0: Hey guys, it's Eris just cutting in for our regularly scheduled commercial break. Uh, First, I would like to thank Pack Mule Photography for um, staying with us from the start. Uh, They are a photography business in Coeta, Oklahoma. They specialize in personal and personnel photography. You can find them at packmulephotography.com. I, we'd also like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and giving us valuable advice. We, we really appreciate you and we appreciate the fact that you let us crash your house, uh, every once in a while and make very, very loud noises <laughs> and bang around and crash and you ask very little questions and I'm honestly I'm if I can attribute three miracles to you I would <laughs> sign you up for <laughs> So thank you so much Mac I really I really do mean that and I appreciate your existence so much I also want to thank our listeners you guys have been sending in comments you guys have been following us uh especially on our Facebook um I'm blown away. I, this was just a really interesting idea. We had at like 3 in the morning, which not all of our ideas that happen at 3 in the morning have ever turned out good or well or have been good ideas at all. Um, and th- this one seemed to have, have really taken off. So I'm, I'm happy that it's working as, as good as our 3 in the morning brains could have hoped for. <laughs> so yeah, th- thank you so much. Keep sending in comments. Keep liking our show. I guess. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for being there with us. Today's random fact of the day: Charlie horses. If you guys don't know what they are, you're very, very, very lucky. They are muscle cramps. They're usually very intense, very painful. They're usually brought on by long physical exertion, um, some medical conditions. Uh, they happen a lot more if you're pregnant, etc. Age. Um, dehydration is a is a big precursor to Charlie Horses. But why are they called Charlie Horses? Apparently, in the 1880s, there was a pitcher, a baseball pitcher, named Charlie Radborn, but his nickname was Old Hoss. And he suffered from this problem um, in general, but specifically during a game. And the fans started putting it together, and they combined his name, Charlie, the actual name Charlie, with the nickname Old Hoss to get to Charlie Haas, which then, of course, eventually became Charlie Horse. <laughs> and that's, the, it was named after him who suffered, not just them in general, but apparently a pretty big one in a in a baseball game um, that, I guess, took him out of the game for a while. Anyway, <laughs> that's why everyone kind of just almost honors him. you like, man, that sucks, dude. That Charlie Horse is really terrible. And they are. <laughs> they really are. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, in uh, Sweden, there's there's a a big summer solstice, a, a midsummer celebration. Um, it's it a little bit more uh, sexual, <laughs> I guess. Uh, they, I mean, there's everyone. I I, I say everyone. If you haven't it, it's fine. Um but my 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 idiot childhood <laughs> saw images of this. Of that kind of dancing around the main pole. You know, you dress up, there's flowers, you dance around the main pole, which is very phallic phallic. But in Sweden, you know, they do they do the Maypole dances and, and stuff like that. They uh and then there's there's a lot there's eating of herring, fish. Um mm-hmm. uh, but there's some feasting in general and nearly every single different source i saw was the copious drinking of alcohol <laughs> was listed in there as one I mean, does to the point that there are historical pictures and artwork so beyond the, like even before the invention of photography of 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 people of swedish people drinking to the point where they can't go on anymore <laughs> nice this is just what midsummer is all about <laughs> just drinking um and there's uh I mean along with these these celebrations there is a tradition among unmarried girls where if uh there's like ate a certain food like ate something that's salty um or if they collected several different kinds of flowers and then put the flowers in their pillow I assuming like it was an either or situation because I saw like both and then also one or the other uh but they put you know put the flowers on their pe- pillow, ate something salty, and then when they slept that night after the solstice has happened, so you know, they they drank themselves out <laughs> right. while they're going to bed, they would dream of their future husbands. Huh. Uh yeah. So, so, but pretty much most of the tradition, as far as I can tell, is midsummer is the time for hella partying and hella drinking. Yeah. And and a little bit of dancing and then getting,
1: getting your bang on. (laughs) Sounds like a regular 4th of July celebration. Right? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the same. (laughs) For the non-American listeners, 4th of July is our Independence Day, and America takes that as the opportunity to get shit-faced.
0: Yeah. And also explode explosive things. Yes. Like, I mean, fireworks. But they are explosives, and they do cause a lot of injuries every year. Happens on July 4th, so
1: it's not exactly midsummer, but eh, it's close enough. Okay, so in ancient Greece they used to have a uh, festival called Cronia, uh, which was named after Cronus, the Greek god of agriculture, mm. where, and uh, if you guys are um, have listened to our winter solstice episode, then you remember hearing us talk about Saturnalia. And Cronia is a lot like that because it kind of celebrates like the quote-unquote golden age okay. um, where when Cronus ruled, the land kind of just spontaneously provided for people, and there mm. was no quote-unquote need for slaves um and so everybody was equal and stuff but once um zeus took out cronus they had to had to very sarcastic had to
0: okay so like get it, slaves okay so it was like it was bountiful so they didn't need to do any agricultural practices Like yeah. they didn't have to like actually worked at getting food from the earth, the earth just provided on its yeah. own.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, and then after that, they needed to work the land. Of course. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't blame the gods for your own shit society decisions. Exactly. <laughs> you could have just worked the land without slavery, but apparently yep. that's the direction Greece went with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people went with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm d- I mean, I'm just, you know, yeah. not just, like, just just Greece under the bus everybody under the bus Yeah,
1: but in the celebration of the golden age they like Saturnalia flipped the stereotypes on their heads oh, okay. and so like slaves got to roam around free and were like even allowed to like riot in the streets Huh. And, which I guess I don't know if that's really a riot at that point I think it's just a really like a rager yeah the difference between a riot and a rager is yeah. the name Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just what we call it so and it was all about like harmony and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So okay, that's cool. Nice. I looked up some stuff like stuff that they're doing in, in Greece now. Um, and like you, you can go to Greece and go to in the next couple of weeks because I, I just assume your credit card can handle that kind of last minute booking <laughs> <laughs> to go to Greece. Uh, but yeah, uh, they have kildonas. Which is a, a a local festival where local virgins gather water from the sea. Um, they all they place personal belongings inside of it and they leave it out all day. The all, all of the, the longest day of the year, which mm. is kind of like, I guess the easiest way to say it is like it has magical powers in itself. But there there is something kind of like. Spiritual, I guess. I'm like mm-hmm. this is the longest day of the year. It has a has meaning to it. And, I mean, we give a meaning, but it has it has meaning to it. And um, but they they leave it overnight so it gets can soak in all of the day. And so the next day they come back and the objects that they've placed inside the water have now been given like prophetic powers. I guess like this mm-hmm. this might have been a bad translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, like it's going to predict. The, the girls who who the objects belong to are like their future husbands and relationships and stuff however I mean that's that's the pretense it seems like it's actual. I've seen a lot of stuff where it seems like the actual out the actuality of it now is that yes they're still doing that they take the ob- like people take out the, uh, the women take out objects out of the water and they say like rhyming couplets about what the future husband's gonna be mm. except by future husband they mostly just mean the sex part. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> it's, apparently, it's this giant excuse for trying to, like, one-up your neighbor with the dirtiest joke. Right. <laughs> Which seems amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, if, to me, I, I caught onto that as, like, the most iconic part of this festival. There is... There's lots of food. There's lots of dancing. There's lots of drinking. Um, a lot of people talked about how it was a really good time of year because, like, all the young people came out. So, it was a really good time to, like, meet up with people because, mm-hmm. like, people kind of, like, travel, especially, like, the northern farmlands and stuff would, like, travel in into like kind of the nearest village center so maybe people they don't always see all the time they all they basically get together and they can like gab and gossip the young people can go off and bang i guess yeah, <laughs> they really get knows? Whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah this is a really good time for people just to like get together and yeah it's almost like um prom but without the, all the weird chaperoning
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right <laughs> And, and more dirty jokes. Yeah. Well, I mean, prom has a lot of dirty jokes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's way cool. Uh-huh. That you said that one was in Greece. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one on Rome. It's another ancient one. It's not a modern one. That's fine. Uh, but it's called Vestalia, much like Saturnalia, uh-huh. um, and it's in honor of Vesta, the goddess of the hearth and the burning continuation of the sacred fire of Rome.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's where Vestal virgins come from, maybe because I think they're
1: like the tenders of the fire, yeah. Actually, something like that. yeah. Um, so between June 7th and June 15th is when this like festival occurs, oh, and the temple, um, of Vesta is usually curtained off from like the public. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess that's where they probably host the fire. I should have looked more up, my bad. Uh, but so they, so they open it for women to come in and offer sacrifices, um, to Vesta for just kind of whatever purposes. Uh And then they get to kind of just like trample in and use it how they see fit. And then on the last day they close the temple down and clean it all up. And that was kind of mm, all that I found. Oh, they do, they do like crown a donkey with a garland of flowers (gasps) and bread and I guess walk it through the streets. Aww. Um, which sounds really cute. Well, but like a little donkey friend. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's a cute, cute little thing. You can't go Romans. Keep it simple. Yeah. There's probably a lot more drinking than I actually found, but.
0: I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I've, I I base this off of Saturnalia. Yeah. And a couple other things I've looked up of Romans. <laughs> it's probably a lot of drinking and sex. Yeah. Cause like every time I looked up, like what did the Romans do? It'd be like hella party, hella banging. They threw Uh, the biggest
1: frat parties.
0: Basically, it was like what's their level of bloodlust on the scale of blood to lust? (laughs) Is it more blood or is it more lust? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's like how they treat all their holidays. Which respect?
1: (laughs) I mean. If you if you know what works, work it right. <laughs> just just keep it going. So in China, I think we also talked about this with the winter solstice. Mm, yeah. Um, it, it, during during the winter solstice, they uh, kind of celebrate the Yang of yin and yang, mm-hmm. um, like the more masculine energy. Whereas in the summer solstice, they celebrate yin, which is femininity and the earth. And um, so that's a fun little thing that they do. I didn't actually uh, look up anything that like specific practices they do, mm-hmm. but just to kind of harken back to our our sister yeah. episode of the winter yeah. solstice.
0: I mean, um, that makes sense if it's like one half of the year to the other half of the year it's like half and half you know yeah yeah,
1: Yeah. and in ancient Egypt they used to use the solstice to predict flooding because um, so often it coincided with the rising level of the Nile so that's a fun little fun little thing a thing there you know interestingly enough um
0: I know that in Japan, they're hitting right now. They're they're gearing up for their big storm season. Mm. Um, Like tsunamis and stuff? A lot of tsunamis are caused by an earthquake out in the middle of the ocean, which causes a big wave. Mm. But they're an island and they get hit a lot, especially with the way the tides flow. Um, But they get a lot... uh, Typhoon, it's the Typhoon, Typhoon season, mm-hmm. basically just a lot of, almost like hurricane season. In a okay. way, it's, it's slightly, they're not built, the, the, the rain is not built the same way hurricanes are built, but yeah. I'm not a meteorologist. As
1: we've said. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> no,
0: but basically, yeah. This is... They're, they're, they're coming up on the rainy season. I went... Uh, when I went to Japan, I went in June, and it was so humid and muggy. But we we tried to time it to where we could get back literally right before the typhoon started. Yeah. Because then it was just going to be raining every single day. Now it kind of rained every single day that i was there because it was so humid it was just a constant mist in the air yeah like it, the i mean the air was saturated with water Ugh. like every single day that sounds miserable it really it really kind of was like which is so sad because japan was so amazing everywhere in japan is a beautiful picture moment <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> like they just
0: great scenery and great landscapes and just everything is beautiful in japan and then you're sitting here going like it's a thousand degrees outside i can
1: feel my sweat in my toes <laughs>
0: <laughs> like and i'm wearing flip-flops
1: <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend that lived in thailand for uh a few i think a few years mm. there might have been less a little less than a year I don't know. I should verify that because it were two <laughs> very different times. Um, but she says that it was just amazing that anybody that has the opportunity to go to Thailand, absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, I mean, I could see that, like, weather patterns and stuff like that. Be like, oh, it's the longest day of the year. Yep, gonna flood. <laughs> yeah. Water's gonna come soon or, or not come soon, depending on what kind you know, part of the world you're in. to be like, well, that was the longest day of the year. Okay, no more water. Water rationing, everybody. No more water. That's why we're drinking alcohol. Of course, of course. So you got that saved up in a barrel in the back.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks for listening to our episode, guys, and tune in uh, next week to catch our first. Look into our basic bitches summer reading list. Yeah, um, we're going to be discussing all of the best modern tropes in vampire books. Yes, so and it'll be the beginning of our of our series over the summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next week you'll be able to uh, hear us discuss like Vampire Academy by Rochelle Mead. Yep. probably touch into Twilight by Stephanie Meyer because yes. that's you know kind of a. Uh, a trope in and of itself now (laughs) um and uh some other series like morganville vampires and vampire kisses uh probably even dip in a little bit to true blood i'm reading uh my favorite vampire novel
0: when i was 17 so we're gonna reread it again after all these (laughs) years because it's it's lost souls by poppy z bright Uh, i also read vampire academy and i read twilight yeah Eons ago, yeah. <laughs> I say eons as if like I'm super old. <laughs> I'm really not that old. Just a hundred year old vampire. I'm just, that's all. That's fine. It's fine. No <laughs> vampire is older than a hundred. Everyone else is just lying. <laughs> Vampires aren't that smart. They get staked all the time. Jeez. I watched Buffy. Oh, Buffy the Vampire like I can talk about Buffy. <laughs> so, so yeah, but yeah, our reading list will be uh, Twilight's Vampire Academy, Lost Souls and Morganville Vampires, and maybe a little bit of the Charlene Harris True Blood series. Yeah. Hopefully you'll join us. You have exactly two weeks to read all those books so you can follow along. So get to it. Good luck.
1: Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 like,
0: and subscribe to As the Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter
1: and visit us on patreon.com/atmt. Transcripts for this episode
0: can be found at our wordpress site AsTheMythTurns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetent.com.